This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. I'm Tony Tolado. And this is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly for November 2nd, 2023, my episode 74. I look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics. And here are this week's headlines. Netflix's Orbiter 9. Robert Kirkman on Invincible Season 2. Salem's Lot Goes to Max and Not Theaters. Five Nights at Freddy's sets a record on Peacock. Giant Freakin' Robot calls Netflix Orbiter 9 a gem. We meet Helena. She's a young woman who's been on a spaceship her whole life. She believes her mission is to colonize a planet. But her routine is disrupted by an engineer named Alex, who is there to make repairs. Helena actually discovers that she is part of an earthbound experiment, which leads her to find out the truth and who she really is. She's not really in space. Giant Freakin' Robot says Orbiter 9 masterfully blends elements of romance, science fiction, and moral dilemma, taking viewers on an emotional and thought-provoking ride. It's a story that questions the limits of sacrifice and the true cost of survival. This one just made my list. There is more of Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, episode 74 in a moment. Variety talked to Robert Kirkman on Invincible Season 2. It literally picks up after the revelation that Mark Grayson's father is part of a plan to dominate the world. Stephen Yoon and J.K. Simmons return as father and son, as is Sandra Oh, Jillian Jacobs, and Walton Goggins. The cast has also expanded, with Sterling K. Brown as an expert on the multiverse. Kirkman tells Variety, I think it made me willing to push things further. One of the secret sources of Invincible is that we embrace everything about superhero comics. There's a distillation that happens in the MCU where they shave off the edges of everything as real world as possible. And he also talked about superhero fatigue and how to counter that. Invincible's main goal was to say, you think you know what superheroes do? And the comic became very popular because of that. And so Invincible, the show, is coming at a time when the general audience is extremely superhero literate. So hopefully we can recreate the same thing that happened in the comics, where people who had been reading Marvel and DC comics for years were like, wait, Invincible makes me feel like when I first started reading comics. More at Variety.com. Salem's Lot goes to Max, but not to movie theaters, at least now. According to Variety, the SAG after strike has created a need for more content on Max. But as far as its future, no decision is pending. The cast includes Lewis Pullman, Mackenzie Lee, Bill Camp, Alfrey Woodard, and William Sadler. The new movie follows the 1979 miniseries, about vampires in the fictitious town of Salem's Lot. If you want, in the meantime, I recommend you watch the 1979 original. It still holds up. James Mason and Reggie Nadler 
as the vampire are worth watching. Mason plays his familiar. One of the things I liked about the miniseries, every time there was a vampire that was close by, Holy Order would glow blue. And I thought that was really neat. It was a really cool series, kind of ended very open-ended, probably to make it a pilot for a series that never happened. And Reggie Nadler's makeup as the Vampire Master are amazing. Channels uh, Nosferatu, among other vampires as well, loved it. Deadline reports that Five Nights at Freddy's set a record on Peacock, becoming the most watched feature in its first five days. The movie's based on a video game by Scott Cawthorn. It's about Mike, played by Josh Hutcherson, who takes care of his 10-year-old sister, but is haunted by his younger brother going missing 10 years ago. He's out of work and takes a job at Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. But this place has a supernatural bent that leads Mike on a thrill ride of a journey. More at Deadline. And of course, you can see the movie on Peacock or your local theater. Recently, a family member told me about this, and Patrick Page sets villains straight on Broadway and his one-man show, All the Devils Are Here. The subtitle is How Shakespeare Invented the Villain. Page told Variety, Shakespeare has something to say to us right now. We're at a moment where we seem to choose sides very quickly and decide that someone is good or someone is bad, and then align with the good and identify ourselves with the good. I think it's a very perilous thing to do. It means we're not looking inward to say, well, where might I be mistaken? The full interview is on Stagecraft Podcast, available at Apple Podcasts. As I said, a relative of mine saw the play and loved it, citing a great performance by Patrick Page, who also wrote the piece. I did happen to uh, see him on Broadway not in this. I did see him in Hades Town, and he was magnificent as Hades. I really, really appreciated him as an actor and performer. He had to do some pretty interesting vocalizations in the production as well. Hades Town is really cool. Ace Showbiz reports that Poltergeist is coming back as a TV series being developed by Amazon Studios. Daryl Frank and Justin Falvey will executive produce in connection with Amblin Entertainment. Steven Spielberg wrote the original, but no word if he's coming back with this version. I thought the original had some nice moments and some good special effects, but then they just went way overboard at the end and kind of turned it into a thrill ride at the end, which way too much happening. It really wasn't scaring, it was overwhelming. Let's take a time out from episode 74 of Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, with me, Tony Tilato. Variety reports that Godzilla Minus One closed the Tokyo International Film Festival and could be released in December in Europe. The film takes place in post-war Japan where a new threat even has the people rising up to fight back. This is the first Japanese Godzilla since 2016. According to the Guinness Book of Records, it is the longest continuous running film franchise. And this year marks the 70th anniversary. The trailer is on Variety.com. 
Eight showbiz reports that the Hunger Games' Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes prequel got a pass to participate in the press tour and promote the film before the release, despite the SAG after a strike, now over 100 days. This thrilled Rachel Ziegler, who said Lionsgate's efforts are proof that studios, big and small, can meet us in a place of fairness for their films and the people who work so hard to make them. She raved about the studio, which is considered not part of the AMPTP, hence the interim agreement was uh, developed. There's more on this at Ace Showbiz. Since 1992, Image Comics has captivated audiences with a wide variety of characters. SK Pop rates the 10 most powerful superheroes in the Image Comics stable. Here's a sample. Supreme. He was created by Rob Liefeld. He was more a haughty, aggressive take on Superman. Liefeld turned creative control to Alan Moore after 40 issues. Another Liefeld creation is number nine in Glory. It's a character presently published by Image, and she is the daughter of, of Lord Silverfall, Lord of the Underworld, and the Amazonian goddess Lady Demeter. Gloriana seeks to transcend the evil that is in her that her father gave her and rediscover humanity by living among humans. And number eight is Alan the Alien. This is in the Invincible comic universe. An attempt was made to produce a super Unopan that could battle Viltrumites genetically and the result was Alan. He was the only fetus that survived the experiment with both his body and his mind intact out of all the many tries. He gained incredible strength, speed, and remarkable healing abilities, kind of like uh, you-know-who, uh, Wolverine. He has a strong resistance to injury and the capacity to travel unaided in space. Reflexes near light speed, flight, and telepathy as a result of the procedure. He has been taught to fight since he was young, and he never lost until, of course, he faced off with a real Viltrumite. There is more at SK Pop. And if you haven't done so already, you can enroll for a free lifetime membership at Sci-Fi Talk Plus with early release, exclusive and uncut episodes. Just click on the link in the show notes and it's free for a lifetime. If you are already a member, you're listening to this commercial free with no interruptions. And that is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, episode 74, first one for November, November 2nd, 2023. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.